Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and my darling Kate. Kate, no, I'm just... <laughs> too much, too much, Polly. Kano decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 days. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Love and Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. In that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC network, past or present. We deep dive and discuss the glorious chaos. We've decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of The Other Way. Kate! Woo! Always wow. a mouthful, but forever a joy to get through all of that. <laughs> I love it every time. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks so much. There was a point this week, or it could have been, I can't remember if it was even last week, I was driving or hopping and bopping. As you know, I'm hopping and bopping. And I was around LA and I was thinking, you know, about the potty always on my mind. You're always on my mind. Um, and I thought maybe I should start jazzing up the intro with just foreign accents and I I, I know I, I thought about this before and then I as I'm thinking this out this was actually a serious thought one day I'll just start it with an Irish accent next we'll go Kiwi go German and I just and I'm driving around convincing myself that this is what's going to catapult our podcast to new to you new. have you have to hear this podcast every intro different Shh. accent She's so, t- like, you just don't know what you're going to get. It's the only reason I listen to the podcast, because I just don't know. Is it going to be, is it going to be Spanish? Is it going to be Canadian? I don't know what I'm going to get. 
And that lasted about five minutes. I'm driving around thinking about this. And then it just came very much to, hello, darkness, my old friend, being like, Pauline, I don't, I, 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 I don't think that's a great idea. And so then I went on to my next idea. But so, yeah, that's been my week. Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing, Kate? You know what I'm thinking of is there's mm-hmm. this episode of Drag Race UK. Yeah. Oh, and hey. um, there's there's this queen and she tells this other queen. Yeah. You always just wear red hair and a silver dress, red hair and a silver dress. That's all we ever see from you. And then that that queen goes to the camera and she's like, red hair and a silver dress. I don't think. And I always think of that phrase. I don't think. I oh, it. I don't think. I don't think. Um, It's like when, Ram- to me, I go straight to Housewives reference on that. It's when Ramona tried to insult Luann and be like, we've all seen you in the one sleeve thing at the reunion, one sleeve of a dress. We've all, se- anyway, always, always just referencing back to Housewives or referencing something Bravo. Now, Kate, you received a text from me over the weekend. I did. And I'm getting less and less surprised by these types of texts from you as I realize the magnetic power that you have to these people, to this world. Absolutely. I I was surprised, but I wasn't shocked. Okay. Got it. So (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, everyone listening, I sent the text that Kate received was, um, I, I, I can't remember what it was now. I've got my phone turned off, but it was something along the lines of someone spoke with Tom Sandoval this weekend, dot, 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 dot. I'm not telling you anything until we get on the potty. And I said, what? So guys, um, I did just put something on the Instagram about it. I am going to tell you a little story. So get comfy. Um, it is a wild story. And I I promise you, I've not told Kate any of this. Like I've not, because I wanted to like save it for the pod. So I wake up on Sunday morning. We're recording this Monday night. I wake up Sunday morning, yesterday morning. And I've got a text. Now, I have to be really careful here because, once again, protect our sources, protect our sources. Right, the agents. So I wake up, and I've even made notes here. I wake up with a voice memo from someone that's very close to me. Okay. At, oh, I feel, you know what? I feel like I feel like I'm um, Bethany telling Luann about Tom. I can't tell you who it is, and I'll never tell anyone who it is. Um, Kate will obviously tell you who all these people are afterwards. But anyway, um, it's a voice memo from someone that's very close to me. And the and it's sent at 3.30 a.m. And I'm like, okay. And I wake up from my slumber and it says, Polly, I needed to record this the second I got home. Because if I didn't, I would have thought it was a fevered dream and not told you about it. This voice memo is from someone that's very close to me. And they proceeded to tell me this story. they were out in West Hollywood on Saturday night with a couple of their friends. Okay. They had a friend and I'm, these are all made up names. Obviously they had a friend called Pete. Okay. And Pete had been at WeHo Pride with my friend, like the, I think probably two weekends beforehand and had seen, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the potty, had seen um, Ariana 
and Pete had gone up to Ariana and my friend was like, oh, it's kind of okay because Pete used to work, like had something to do with the realm of like pump people. So he was, he either worked at pump or he didn't work at pump, but you knew the pump people. Okay. And um, my friend was like, oh, okay, what did you say? And he's like, oh, I just told how amazing she is and hugged her and blah, blah, blah. My friend was a bit like, oh, all right, do you really know her? Or okay, whatever. So they are out partying, dancing, drinking, talking, we ho. 1.30, coming up to 2 a.m. They decide to go and have, Pete decides to go and have a cigarette. So goes out to the balcony at this particular establishment in West Hollywood. And my friend is next to Pete and Pete turns around and goes, that's Tom Sandoval. And my friend's like, knows everything through me. My friend is not part of this world, but knows everything through me. And he goes, what? And Pete at this time was mildly intoxicated. Okay. And there is a guy with the back to my friend and Pete sat with like five other guys in this bar on Saturday night in WeHo. So Pete decides, much to my friend's horror, to beeline right up to this guy. And he taps him on the shoulder and this guy turns around and my friend says, and I've written notes down here so I can be verbatim. This turns around and he goes, hey, you're Tom Sandoval. And this guy says to him, yeah, I am. Good to meet you. What's your name? And he responds, you're a fucking asshole. Last weekend, I saw Ariana at Pride and I told her she is a goddess and deserved everything she's getting. And Tom turned back to him and said, cool man nice to meet you have a good night and turn back around again my friend was nearly on the floor with embarrassment we ended up having like a 20 minute conversation about what went down he said I was fucking horrified it was Tom Sandoval the stash is gone he's he's shaved off his mustache apparently it was 100% Tom Sandoval I had so many questions. I don't understand what he was doing. I was so angry at the cheek of him just being out. Like he should have been thrown away back and living in hiding like Raquel is, but he hasn't been, as we know, been on tour. But he was in the middle of WeHo with boys in a bar surrounded by boys and everyone that supports Ariana. It's like the cheek, first of all, the absolute cheek. This isn't your town anymore. You lost pri- you lost WeHo privileges when you did what you did. Like, you're out, dude, you're out. And then my friend, who knows about every... I know, Kate, you are looking horrified. My friend and I then got into not a heated conversation, but a conversation about him quite rightly saying... I thought he, I thought to Tom's credit, he handled it absolutely unbelievably well. And he said, can you imagine what he's, what, what he's been receiving? And we started discussing it. And I think, uh, you know, I agree, Kate. I mean, if Pete, we had this conversation, if Pete went up and said that directly to this guy's face, Tom's face, Tom quite rightly could have turned around and knocked him out. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're going to throw the first punch, you better expect one back. And I think Tom 
to sit there and have someone verbally abuse you and then go, cool, man, nice to meet you, have a good night. He could, and that's mild. Can you imagine what he's been dealing with? People spitting on him, people throwing shit at him. I know it's, it's tough because I mean, first of all, wow, that is wild. Thank you Uh, so much. I can't wait to hear who all the people. Um, But yeah, it's, they are, him and Rachel are human beings. Exactly. And they are getting particularly rough treatment from the fans. And it's not to say I obviously don't condone any of this, but like they are get they've gotten burned at the stake. And like Andy and I think Lisa said on yeah. reunions, you know, you all have done shit like this. And it's because of the nature of it and how it all played out and all all of the lies on camera that it it is particularly bad. But you know, Jax has done <laughs> all this kind of shit. He did all this kind of stuff for years. So, much. You know? so I... it's a lot. And that is that is a pretty measured way to handle that interaction. It really is. Like, I despise everything Tom Sandoval has done. And he's a horrific human being. I don't think he should be on television. I don't wish him success. I don't wish him anything. And goes the same for every cheater that has done what he's done. I also don't condone anyone getting verbally abused or and and to imagine being sat there and having strangers just come up to you and talk shit in your face all the time for months, man. I would probably start crying. Oh, that's why Rachel went away. But Tom is such a narcissist. He had to continue on stage. He just yeah. had to. I mean, that all being said, that all being said, he has to know that that's a possibility going to areas where she's likely to be popular in public so you, where drunk, where drunk you, people he has people yelling at him at his shows and stuff yeah i mean he's you have two choices right you become a hermit like rachel has chosen to do and go away to a different state or face it and he's faced it and that's uh in certain ways he hasn't admitted or been um <laughs> sorry for any of his behavior but he's like okay this is what it is but He's powering through. It's it's crazy. Anyway, guys, that that was our story. But somebody really stood up for Ariana. Um, but it was wild. The details of it, very very wild. And where it was, it was well was such a bizarre pub and um, bar that they were in. It wasn't. It wasn't a Tom Tom. It wasn't a pump. It wasn't that. It was on the strip and we hope. But it was just such a weird place for him to be. I'll tell you afterwards where it was, Kate. It was just weird I was like really did you ask what he was wearing I did not unfortunately but let's just say lightning bolts and glitter (laughs) pants all right let's just say that that's exactly what he was wearing oh my gosh I don't know why I had to know but I was just trying to picture his little ass I know I know there was a phenomenal clip online this weekend of someone at his shows the amount of women that like Tom three someone's holding up I'll have a throp I'll be in a thropple with you Tom I was like, shut up. Um, oh. But was, there was this footage. It was brilliant. Tom was doing his Schwartz's mama's got it going on. And you see the sax, sax swing players on a break. So he's a sax down. 
full full gig in motion and he just pulls out his cell phone he's checking his text messages and then he puts it back in his pocket and then continues with his sax solo it was great awesome Awesome. He continues to anyway, hemorrhage money with his band. That's crazy. The money. We want the financials. Pump TV. Cosmopolitan. Again. Wrong again. I got it wrong again. <laughs> Jamesy. All right, guys. Enough of Sandoval and Scandoval. We are going. We're here, Kate, for another group of morons. And this is 90 Day Fiance the Other Way. Guys, go and check out our Instagram. Kate went on today and put up with some fantastic lighting and makeup um a um a thing that you found on reddit right yes and it was a timeline of amanda and i had i didn't know you'd done that last night i had posted while i was watching this um a it may have been Reddit as well. I can't remember. Go to our Instagram, guys. But it was, um, oh, no, it was TikTok. That's what I pulled up. So more Biggie, who was a great account. If you don't follow them, go and follow them. Um, had put up a screenshot of Amanda commenting on Razman Razan, whatever his name is, TikTok on a certain date, and it was like three or four months before her husband passed away, and he had dedicated the TikTok to her mm-hmm. and on that it says um and she writes back so great or something like that underneath it and so they were questioning the timeline of everything and then amanda actually wrote underneath the comment in the comment section says that doesn't mean we weren't friends but then people are catching her in these lies of like i started interacting with him after my husband died and everything and then kate this big timeline someone put up. I didn't go through it yet because I literally saw it five minutes before you came on air, but. Right. So this, I I was on Reddit this morning as I do. And this user on there, I'm, I'm going to use her. I don't know if it was a a woman or uh, what the gender was, but I'll say her. Uh, So she was, uh, she posted it and she's like, I can't take credit for all of this. I basically, I've been reading all the dates. I put all the dates together because everyone on Reddit is a sleuth, you know, like, oh, like us. Yes. Yes. And they're, they're tracking down the dates and all this. And she said, I was just sitting there watching TV wow. and I went on Canva. We love Canva. Sponsor us. Love Canva. Canva. Shout out sponsor us. <laughs> and she went on Canva and made this well laid out timeline of when, I mean, it even says when, her um, deceased husband was born when she was born oh. when her husband was born to show the ages. And then it goes wow. to when they first interacted online on TikTok, when he got diagnosed, when he passed, when they all everything. And uh, so Kate, was yeah. that proving that was that timeline that this um, beautiful Redditor created? Was that stating that she had been in contact with him before her husband passed away yes so I have it pulled up now um it's also detailing her the year that she lost uh her mom and she lost her sister too she's had a lot of loss but she's only 31 yeah oh it's awful so let's see there's July 2021 is when Jason started feeling sick. No diagnosis made. October 2021, 
A friend of Rasvin's claims that this is when Rasvin and Amanda started talking and this is unfounded. That's rumor. And she says, you know, what is, what have we found proof? What haven't we? And then he gets diagnosed. uh, Jason gets diagnosed March 9, 2022 and passes away. Sadly, 10 days later on the 19th and then um, April 9, uh, less than a month later is four months before the August nine phone call with her kids. What? You mean when she's in? So remember he, he keeps saying, they keep saying like four months, like we've been talking for four months. And if you, the date for that, when they first started talking would be April nine or so, which is, a month after Jason got diagnosed. She claims that July is when they started being flirtatious. Look, it's so four months after he passed is when she says they started being flirtatious, her and Razvan. So, I mean, it's, it's on our Instagram. Maybe I'll save it as a highlight or something, but um, I mean, and it's not for me, it's not to, judge her because I can't know what she's going through. No, we can't. Thankfully we can't. The closest I think the closest I have is a terrible breakup and kind of the feelings after that of like, you know, do I wait? When do I start talking to people again and dating again? That's the closest I can even imagine. And that's nothing close to what she's gone through. So, um, I don't know. I don't want to stones, but By the way, I'm so sorry. You are literally just, listeners, I'm sorry. You're discussing about the loss and a terrible breakup. And all all I can hear is clog, 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 clog of me pouring wine (laughs) into my glass. I apologize if this is getting picked up on the mic. It is so expensive. Beverage corner. I have uh, LaCroix, raspberry LaCroix. Oh, you have LaCroix? LaCroix. I have a cab. I have a cab going on and it's hot i don't know why you you kind of want to stop i don't know why i'm talking about this sorry we were talking about death and i was glugging wine anyway and a terrible breakup but you're right we're not we're not doing it to say oh amanda you're you know but it's just i think it's such a horrendous thing that she's been through and so unusual of her very very young age and her husband was so young he was like 45 or something when he died i mean he was so young and he passed so quickly after his diagnosis that it's it's a um i guess a point of of i don't want to say interest that sounds macabre but just just i guess intrigue of or just you, you can't you're trying to understand it mm-hmm. and then it's so unrelatable luckily to a lot of us and we can't understand it then we're trying to figure out how she is how she dealt with that and how she is now and i think this episode especially see episode 3 that we're going over um she's she's completely destroyed as anybody would be and it is just that she was not ready to go on this trip it is evident in every second she's on our screen yeah should we just start with them yeah. since we're already talking about them yeah on the, we see her first day there uh she's waking up and she's very uncomfortable with it all it's becoming real and um I think that Razvan was a place for her to put 
her feelings, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that was all fine and dandy when he was so far away and he's on the other side of her phone. And now she's put herself in this situation where she is very far away from her young kids and she's feeling the effects of that in this mm-hmm. episode. I mean, we've discussed it many a times of, especially when we've talked about scandal ad nauseum, but about when you're just in something traumatic, a death, a breakup, a loss, something you want to get to the end of it. And I've said this so many times that it's something that we we don't, we can't, we don't really understand. We can look at somebody else doing it perhaps, or look back on ourselves trying to do it. You want to rush through it and get to the end of it. It's like when you're going to be fine again. Yeah. You've lost someone she had a horrendous loss and then she just wants to get to the other side of it where, oh, I'm going to be good for dating again. And yes, I'm going to meet someone. And we all want to be at that point, but you can't get to that point until you've gone through every level of feeling the loss that you've dealt with. And that can be months. It can be years to even get through that. And nobody wants to sit around and go, well, it's going to be two years. Then maybe I'll feel better. But you need it mentally because what happens is you see it time and time again. People break up. They get into these horrendous relationships and then um, or they get into a relationship way too quickly. And it's a complete disaster or, you know, after breaking up with someone or she's lost someone and she's, you can tell she needs, and she's kind of articulated it. I need someone that I know is going to look after my children because her children are her number one priority and nobody's knocking her being a mother, what she's dealt with and these beautiful young children and what they're going to have to deal with growing up without their dad. She's trying to fix it, trying to fix it all and be like, well, maybe I'll just get someone to come in and not take, I think his name was Jason's place, Mm -hmm. but just someone that's going to help them and be a father figure. But we're all watching it as observers going, Amanda, this is a dude in a for- in another continent who says he wants to be like Jean-Claude Van Damme and come to Hollywood. You're thinking he's going to come to Louise. Remember where she's in? Louisiana. In uh, n- Nothing wrong with Louisiana, but coming very far from Hollywood. Yeah. Coming to Louisiana and settling there and taking care of two children that have gone through monstrous trauma and fitting into your life and it's all going to be fine. It's not. It's just not. It's not happening. And he doesn't even, he he doesn't get it. And he's he's in a completely different place in his life. And Absolutely. he's in that selfish place of pursuing his his yep. career stuff and right. and go ahead doing and his do only that, fans and doing yeah, yeah and that's fine but yep. he can't expect her to be on that timeline with him you see I also have the feeling though I think he I think he's been I think behind the scenes we saw a little bit I think he's saying well you know I'll be their friend I'm not going to be their dad I can't be their dad I'm not going to pretend to be their dad I, I can't and I think she's hearing what she wants to hear and by getting into Romania now and she's there with him and she wakes up by the way let's not forget it's also on television she's being filmed she's a film crew she's not doing this in the privacy of her home she's like a film crew with her and um so she wakes up and then you see this massive in England I put the translation on for all of our American fans a big love bite on his neck because that's what we call them I know Americans call them hickeys I don't know what else you call them elsewhere but please email us and let us know tenderloveandcarepod at gmail.com but in England we call them love bites and he had a massive love bite on his neck and you see she wakes up she's kind of hiding her face because there's a camera in her face 
and um he's there in it those little tight white little shorts of his and um he's like okay i'm gonna take a shower which rude you should ask if she wants to take a shower first but anyway um and then he comes out and he's like all right and she's like what are we are you ready and she's like no she's like still in her pajamas basically or whatever she slept in and you can see she's just awkward she's dreading things and he is to his credit trying to make her feel comfortable by saying i get it like i understand we didn't have sex we didn't need to have sex you're not ready for that she hasn't kissed anyone other than jason like no you know we take we take the time but this woman is torn. You're watching her on there be torn between, no, 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 I really want this and I'm going to follow through with this. Torn with, my children are at home, ask where their mum is, and they've just lost their dad. And remember, she's going for three weeks. This isn't hopping across the pond for a week. She's going for nearly a month. That's a long time to a five-year-old or however old her kid is. Kids. I know. Five and seven. That's they're, a long time yeah, to them. Very young. And then Kate, we see them, they go, he's like, okay, well, we'll go out. And they, like, he showed them some of the, her, some of the sites, but then she has so much guilt because she had, just before she had a phone call with her child, her eldest. Oh oh my gosh. Who spoke to, you know, clarify this, Kate, he got on the FaceTime and spoke to Razan and asked about the dad. Is that right? Yeah. So she's talking to Junior and... Uh, the little boy, because the it's the daughter's older, and then it's the youngest oh, okay. one, right? The boy. Okay. And because she said Junior got on and he's talking to me, and then he asked to speak to Razvan, mm. and then Razvan gets on the line and he says, "Hey, my dad died." And then they try to talk to him about it, and say, and she says, "Oh, well, your dad, he's all around you. He, you know, he's still with you." And then he said, I know that and ran away. And it's, that was heartbreaking. It She's really like, I don't was. know why he would say that. And it's like, you know why he's saying that. He, he, he knows that I mean, that the you're... child is in an utter tra- a state of trauma. I mean, that's going to last for years. And then he's seeing his mum leave with another, ugh, anyway, we're not here to condemn Amanda. We're really not, but. Then she, so she's walking along and she's going, then she says to him, what would you feel if like, I just cut this short? And he's like, what? No, I want you here. But she is just having no clue what to do at this point. She's just a mess. Then they have this really stupid scene, a weird scene. Like they go to a bar. He's like, let's go for a drink. And they're stood at high top having a drink. And he goes, I've got something for you and puts his hand in his pocket. And of course, Chelsea want us to think that it's an engagement ring. But he pulls out a key and gives it to her and she's very bluntly like well i i knew you were going to give this to me but i don't know why because i don't know when i'm ever going to be back here so i don't know why you give me a key and then i don't know why he gave her a key because he follows this up kate by saying just so you know i've applied for my tourist visa so who knows i could be over in louise in louisiana in america right when you get back a month afterwards and she is horrified yeah, she's saying that's way too soon. I have to talk to my kids and see if they're even okay with someone coming into the home. And he's like, yeah, well, we could wait a month. And she said, I don't know about that. That's not very long. And he's like, well, I don't want it to be like a year until I come there. And she said, what? are you saying, are you saying you're going to break up with me if, if my kids aren't comfortable with you coming there for a year? And he doesn't really say anything. He's kind of like, yeah. 
you can tell he's like yeah I don't want to wait that long this is where we just go back to him talking about Arnie Van Damme Sly all these you know kings of Hollywood shall we say that he wants to be like and it's like right we see what you're doing and Louisiana I mean she lives like in the middle of nowhere and he thinks he's going to land in Hollywood and and go to Warner Brothers and say, I want to be in a movie. Give me a movie part. Like, no clue at all. And and we know because as movie stars, as we've movie stars. seen other people try to do it. And it's not yeah. that easy like it was for us. But Like but- it was for us. And then when we decided to walk away from Hollywood, right. we walked away from Hollywood. Right. So he tells us he feels sad because he feels like she isn't making an effort for her kids to understand. Razvan, they are so young. I'm like, have you been around children before? That that is not something you don't just go up to a five-year-old and be like, hey, mom's moving on. That's fine, right? No, that's not how it works. I'd like to say that he's just very, very ignorant and maybe there's no experience with death and no experience with kids and it probably could just be that. But he's also like, how old is he, by the way? I have Amanda's age. Any idea? Oh, he... She's actually on my timeline. I have... Oh, there we go. (laughs) Back to um, evidence. Evidence. Exhibit A. He was born in 1996. So he's... So he's five years younger than me. He's late 20s. I'm 32. He's still, yeah. He's so selfish and that's fine. He's in his selfish 20s and that's what he is. And that's fine. But right. don't. this is not the situation you should be getting tied up in, dude. None. So that was everything with Amanda in Romania. Then we move or we have a new, guys, we were blessed literally with a new couple this week. Now, we see Maisha, is it Misha? Maisha? Misha? Misha. I think Misha. Misha. 43, Minnesota. Um, that was pretty good, actually. Minnesota. <laughs> and um, um, Nic- Nicola, I think that's how it's pronounced, 46 in Israel. Now, we start, now I, I want to preface here. You, If you've been listening to the pod enough, you know that I am a Roman Catholic. I am a Catholic. And when I saw her in this church, reciting these prayers as though she was on the Broadway stage, I nearly lost my shit. We get this shot of her getting out, looking all sexy and gorgeous. She's a very good looking woman. And she gets into this church and she sits down and she starts breathlessly reciting the novena or whatever it was just with so much passion and at such a volume that I can tell you, no one's doing that in church. It was, and the camera was right in her face and she was shaking her head at every, every moment she could about how in love with Catholicism she is. Listen, more power to her, it's beautiful. But it was extra beyond belief. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. 
BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I couldn't wait to talk to you about all of this. because So excited. I knew that uh, you're Catholic as well. And oh, um, I yeah, I, I grew up Lutheran and now I'm kind mm. of like, I don't know what, but mm. um, so we find out, I think it's telling that we find yeah. out for many years, she led a quote, very glamorous life Woo! as an on-air journalist. Look, I mean, Kate, I, we're not on air yet, but as journalists ourselves, of pop culture journalists of the right. highest degree, we understand there needs to be some razzmatazz. There needs to be some, you know, je ne sais quoi, some, something that grabs the listener. Of course. Um, of course. And we understand, we see photos of her and she's that very American, which I still can never believe when I watch news, how these American on-air journalists or correspondents or whatever look just with the hair done and just flawless skin and makeup and big boobs and hair out here. And they just, she's gorgeous woman. She really, you see these younger photos of it and she was just gorgeous um, as she still is. And we find out, yeah, that she was an on-air journalist, that she was married to a Swedish man, very, very young. She was like 19. Um, And she has two children with him and she lived in Sweden for a while and they broke up. Then we hear about her vision. Now, this was interesting. Now, guys, I went to Catholic school for primary school and then St. Martin's, Roman Catholic primary school. Then I went to St. Joseph's Convent School um, and uh, in Reading. And um, so I and the nuns were next door. So I'm very familiar with, with everything about visions and saints that have had visions. And I completely believe in people having visions and, and experiences of the other world and religious experiences that make you want to take a different path or change your life or, or, or something that happens to you. And they can come in many, many different forms, I believe. Her vision was just concerning... <laughs> So we hear her say that she was vacuuming, hoovering her house, right? She's vacuuming. And she says, all of a sudden, her vision. Now, for me, what I learned at Catholic school, saints and people that converted, it was usually a vision of perhaps the son of God or God himself or an archangel or somebody that came down. She said she envisaged two sons coming very, very low into her window. To me, that sounded like a stroke. Now, I am not... I'm not a doctor, even though sometimes at medical emergencies, I will declare that I am a doctor. I've not studied that, but I will tell you it sounded like a vision thing because she's seeing two bright lights in her eyes. And to me, that sounds like she was seeing something or having some kind of episode. That's And, and I believe in everything like that. But I, I really, to me, when she said it sounds like two big suns coming down on my window, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's and she then she said she collapsed. I'm like, well, you had something happened. Yeah, she said it felt like something was pushing her down, and she got the urge to pray, and then she read the Bible front to back and joined the church. 
I was like, did you forget to put the curtains down? And there the was something going on. Eyes? There was something going on. Unclear. But it, it led her to the Catholic Church, which was fantastic. We need everyone yeah. we can get. And um, <laughs> so it it was great that she's now dedicated her life. She said she quit her job. And she just felt a lot of empowerment with reading um, the scriptures and being part of the Catholic Church. And her now her main job is actually working for um, the church. And then Kate, she met someone. Yes. So we also find out that after her divorce and before she converted to Catholicism, she had a bit of a party phase Mm. Uh, she was wearing her hoochie scoochie dress uh, to the sexiest singles in Philly event. Saw a lot of great photos. She's stunning. And so she says she was dating around and partying basically. And then she converted. And once she started talking about religion a lot, she felt that people kind of backed backed off maybe because she was dating or it was harder to date um, if, if people weren't religious and things like that. So then she started talking to Nicola on Facebook or something. Yeah, I think he popped into a DMs actually, a slender DMs. And then yep. she was responding because he said, listen, the number one, I'm looking at your um, Instagram profile and I see that you are dedicated to God and I love your faith, but the number one thing is God or your faith or something like that. So she said there was something that resonated with me. We started speaking. They, okay, guys, seven years. Kate, 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 seven years years they've been speaking over the internet right and with a lot of these couples on the recent seasons the pandemic was in the middle of that and so I take that into account because I'm like okay well if the pandemic hadn't happened maybe they they probably would have met a couple years ago yeah but still but still that's way longer than a lot of them speak before meeting or getting married I know which I love. I loved that because we haven't got a biggie like this for a while. Yeah. Like a long time. And they weren't romantic right away. Right. It was a few years before, before they, yeah, they were just chatting about their faith. Now we meet Nicola who's 46 and a virgin in Israel. Now there is, Israel is obviously a predominantly Jewish country and obviously with an Islamic, um, Islamic um, community as well, huge one, but it's only 2% Catholic. 2% 2% Catholic. So yeah. he is, he says it's been very, very hard to date. Um, and, um, you know, I must admit their their messaging and the fact that they were speaking for like two, three, whatever years that was all innocent. It was very pure. And I do believe that they've got to know each other probably very, very well because he hasn't hidden behind. The, it's not a catfishing hiding behind, you know, no, um, FaceTime or anything. And I imagine they've been, they have been talking for years seven years so they must know each other I would say very very well I think they're more set up for success than Mm -hmm. many of these couples we see many exactly so then we um go over to Israel and we meet um Nicola and he um is um with his mom he lives with his mom 46 as I said and um she's a bit hard of hearing so we see kind of their life then we see him with a friend in which he says we're going to talk about this friend so he's fishing with this friend where his father used to fish and he says it's been 16 years since he kissed a woman 16 years Kate that was very interesting that's a long time I mean, 16 years. 
your sexual fr- do you think it just goes away like I wonder if you're celibate for that like we've never had sex obviously but I wonder like how sexual frustration if it ends up because you're pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing and just masturbating all day every day so it's yeah like, I mean he doesn't know it. Catholic I guess you should maybe he doesn't but he must give me a break he absolutely has to be but um it's I just don't I don't I guess I, if you if you don't know what you're missing and maybe. you keep yourself busy enough maybe maybe Maybe. He just gets up. We find out he he gets up. He does his prayers, and then he works on his website. Yeah, that has an impressive it. viewership. Uh, he said mm. it's half a million views. I don't know if that's all time or what, but I was, was like, okay. Yeah, he's doing, and he spread it, and it's about the novena, which is a prayer that Catholics will do, um, will repeat every day. It's kind of an old fashioned. It's not really modern day Catholicism, but that's what he was saying that he brings it back. So it's a prayer that you, um, a set of prayers that you would repeat all day for nine days. No, no, November. Yeah, so that's nine days, nine days. And then um, you get a new set of prayers. So he's like incorporating that into Catholics lives and kind of bringing that back, which I think was really beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, so this friend, I just put his friend is brutal. Kate, what does he say to the camera about his <laughs> darling friend? This was so funny. <laughs> so so harsh uh so his friend they're chatting and things and then the friend goes to the camera like 10 feet away and he goes oh this woman i've seen her way out of his league (laughs) (laughs) she probably dates really handsome guys and oh i don't know what people are gonna think when they see the two of them together (laughs) then he goes you know i mean look at him he's broke he lives with his mom he doesn't have a job He's got no money. He's got no car. It was like he's a loser. <laughs> those are your friends. You do not need enemies. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, I, like, I need to see more of him. I hope he's in it a lot more. Um, oh yeah. Then we just see um, Misha again. Um, we meet, see her two daughters who are also gorgeous, and they're just kind of saying, you know, we don't have a Catholic lifestyle. Do you think he'll judge that? And she's very rightly saying, no, you know, it's your lifestyle comes first and what you choose to do. And then we see she has a stunning kitty. She's, I think she's like two kitties and they're stunning. And then we see her FaceTiming with him. And of course, the big thing that they were kind of talking about, she's divorced. And in the Catholic t- church, um, traditionally, um, you would not be able to get married in a Catholic church if you've been divorced. It's a lot more lenient nowadays, a lot more lenient. And you can also ask for um, your marriage to, um, she wouldn't be able to get her marriage, um, uh, what's the word? Annulled. Annulled, thank you, because she has two children from it. So you can't get it annulled if there's been evidence of sex or anything like that. There's things that you can't just get it annulled. Like it's very hard to get an annulment. You have to literally go to like apply to the Vatican if you're a Catholic to try and get your marriage annulled. So when wow. she was talking, yeah, it's a huge deal. I'll tell you who did it. Gwen Stefani did it with Gavin Rosdale. Oh, yeah. okay. She's a big Catholic. And oh. yeah, and she was obviously with Gavin Rosdale for years and they had like three kids, but she went, I mean, she has power and a lot of money, but she got it annulled so that she could get married in Catholic church, 
with that, that weird country singer that she's with. I don't get any of that. But anyway, um, so she's talking about that and he's just like, well, you know, and there's no sex before marriage and everything like that. So they were setting them up very nicely for us, Kate. They were. And we had a nice friend moment with her too. Her friend doesn't think it has legs either. Well, it was that, her sister. Or was yeah. that her sister? I couldn't yeah. remember which one. Um, yeah, the the blonde sister. So mm-hmm. she, who's also gorgeous. Um, yeah. So... She tells us, uh, and she's also very skeptical of the religious stuff too. She yeah. Goes, yeah. My sister, she went through this spiritual awakening as she likes mm-hmm. to call it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see what she sees in him. And I was like, Ooh, these side characters are good. Doing well, doing well with those. So, um, what part of the world do you want to go to next? Hmm. I don't know if I can even remember. Let's go to Riley and Violet. I forget where he is. In He's in PA, Pennsylvania. Okay, right. We meet back up with Riley, 48. He's on his way to Vietnam to go and meet Violet. So he's heading to the airport. We meet, we see Violet and she's, we find out she's a primary school teacher. So she's got a good job. And we see her on a little moped going to the market and getting her self all these fresh veggies and and meeting up with her friends. I was a little bit distracted with the friend meeting. What was she saying in that, Kate? Oh, so she is this. I mean, it was the classic friends telling you this is a bad idea sort of thing. Sure. sure, Mainly because she's. And she's saying in a jokey way, like, ha ha ha, we break up so much. We're breaking up. We're getting back together. And then I block him on social media and then we get back together. And then I text his dad a million times. I don't know if she said that part, but, um, and her friends are like, I don't know about this. That doesn't sound like a good thing that you guys are constantly breaking up, Mm. but I liked her. I thought she seems really cool. Oh, she does. From what we saw. She's got a good job. She loves, she seems to love her job. Um, the one thing for me, it's pretty non-eventful. We just see him um, going to Vietnam. But the one thing that got me is we see him going from Pennsylvania to L.A. And he's in LAX waiting to go to Singapore, like a huge journey to go from Pennsylvania to Vietnam. He's at that airport. And of course, they give the camera crew gives them like little GoPros or whatever to record themselves. And he's recording himself. He's like, oh, look, I just met I met a friend. It's so great. The people you meet at the airport, he's going to the same place as I am. Or he's going, he's going to Singapore and we're on the same flight. And it was this decrepit old dude that was like, yeah, I'm going to go meet my lady friend in Thailand. And I just wrote dot, dot, dot. Nope. I can't. I'm surprised TLC wasn't like, we need to get on this. Shit. Who was that guy? Let's get him on the show because we know what that story was. Oh, yeah. Sex tourist. Dark. He was. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we didn't see the meet up. Did we? Hang on. Did we? No, in the preview for next week, he gets oh, yeah. there and he's like, so what are we doing tomorrow? She's like, well, I'm busy, but that's it. That's it. And he's instantly angry. He's trying to find something out. I feel like he's one of those men. I think he's been very hurt by women, as we found out. And I think so he's so suspicious and he's constantly trying to find something out that she's going so he can say, oh, she's doing something wrong. But she's alive. She's a teacher. She has to work. She has to do stuff. And he's like, right. no, I didn't come over here. To not see you, it's like, shut up. Um, Ty Ray, let's cover Ty Ray a little bit in Modesto, California. Yeah, so Ty Ray is sitting at a park oh, with his sister. And 
right. She says, well, why don't we just do a reverse image search? If you are an investigative journalist like Polly and I, you've mm. done this. Mm. It's very easy. Uh, you can go on Google and paste a photo in and do yeah. a search and it will pull up anywhere on the internet that this photo has been posted. Correct. And so they're doing that with his quote unquote girlfriend, Carmela, if that's even her name or if she even exists. Yeah. And they don't come up with any results. And he's like, oh, good, good. That means that the producers might have it all wrong. Yep. And maybe she is real, but that's not what that means. It just means that those photos haven't been posted anywhere online. He is, it leave, we leave his little scene that he does with his sister with him really saying, well, you're telling me there's still a chance. I mean, essentially that's what it is. Yep. And it's, it's hard. I don't think he's going to believe it until he meets the guy that is behind all of this, but he is still definitely holding out hope that something's gone wrong in the matrix of everything. And Carmel is real. So we need to get him on a plane. We need to get him on a plane that we've seen in the preview and get him to the place um, to meet up the person behind the meet up with the person behind the profile for sure. Now, listen, we saved these monsters to last because I have so much to say. We don't have a lot of time to cover this, but left, but Kate, we are, Oh, I have so much to say. We are going to Gino and Jasmine. So remember, Gino, I want to establish the ages again. Gino is 53. I want us to remember that. I forgot that. He's 53, Michigan. Jasmine is 35, which I'm always surprised at, but she's 35, Panama. Gino has landed. We saw the horrendous kiss at the airport and her trying to sexualize this white, just ghost of a a ghoul of a human being a ghoul that is the only word of a human being um and now we're in the cab kate and I, my first line is just he doesn't even want to be touched by her he is recoiling i got the impression from this episode that they it it almost feels like they had called it quits and then the producers called them and they were like come on go on one more show because he oh, really it's probably not that, but that's the vibe I get because he he seems so done with it all. I, yes, I do agree. I think that's accurate. He definitely seems as though he's over and trying to escape a relationship. I think yes. that's what we see. He's trying to escape a relationship. We add that, which is very true. Add on that I have, all jest aside, he genuinely has massive emotional disturbances and problems he can't his answers to some of her were childlike he was responding and his he like started hiding his mouth and hiding his chin and Mm. swallowing really hard when she was just saying no I need you to do this and he couldn't say no and I wrote in here it genuinely I'm not kidding it looked like he was about to go into a panic attack he cannot handle normal situations. He doesn't know how to communicate with adults. That's why he's single and has been single forever. Because yeah. he has severe, as a psychiatrist, severe emotional disturbances. You saw his bo- his body language and he would go, and he'd hide his mouth and his chin would like sink in. And he'd go, no, proper equipment. This This episode should have been called proper equipment. Proper equipment. Proper equipment. Proper. I mean, he really was on a loop. Like, there's something severely mentally challenged with him. 
that is probably not PC, but I don't really care. But there's something that needs to be addressed with him. Yes, this was a very interesting scene. One of these mundane scenes that I love, much yes. like cut along the bias oh! sort, of, sort of scene. It's down in history. Yes. So, okay. They have arrived to this luxury apartment that she bullied him into renting for her. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And it is gorgeous. It has an amazing view. He's like, I don't know if it's worth three, $3,000. And she's looking at him with these dagger eyes. Of course it is. Of course it is. Then they try out the bed and she's trying to get all freaky with him and he Aye. stiffens up and he won't. Even freaky. He's like, she's like, look at me and kiss me. She's not, yeah. She hasn't even pulled out the anal. Like that's, she hasn't pulled out butt plugs yet. She hasn't even started. That's the true. Plugs. The butt plugs are still in the case and she's just touching him and wanting to cuddle Terrified. him. Terrified. And he won't do anything. And he tells us that spending all of his money on all this extravagant stuff for her is affecting his sexual desires. And she used to get by on a lot less. And I don't know how she'll adjust to living the lifestyle that I live. And that's where we get those clips of his. Okay. This was once again, editor's dream. You know, they picked up from Bravo a lot, the TLC editors. We get this cup and it was beautiful. I put it all on our Instagram guys. Go and have a look. It was a cut to, and it just put at the bottom, Gino's house. And it was like an Ikea table with a box of Franzia wine underneath it. And then another shot of bunk beds piled with shit, piled with cuddly toys and like stacks of paper, not a duvet to be seen. It was awful. And it it was just so perfectly put in. And I was like, I never even thought about her coming there. I never even thought about any of that. Um, and I just kept writing, like, another thing I wrote about her, like, she's trying to get him to just touch. And I have so much empathy for her. She's a sexual woman and she wants to just have this. But you're right. There's something going on behind the scenes that isn't being that we don't know about. But she's sexual and she wants, to, she wants a man to kiss her and love her and tell how sex she, she is and have sex with her. And he's like this bored He's just stiff. And she goes, but I kept looking her when they do close-ups of her lips and her boobs, they they look like they hurt, Kate. Every time I look at her boobs and her lips, they hurt. I can feel like she's on the the big Darcy train to plump town. Ow, ow, they hurt. Um, so he's lying there and she kind of backs off and goes, Okay, okay, darling, okay, baby, okay, baby, you want to sleep? And he's like a child that's going through a trauma a traumatic event. He's just got his head in the pillow, hat on, head in the pillow and going. So she's like, okay, next scene. This is where we get the scene. It is. She's like, I'm cooking you dinner. And I love it because I think she's vegan Mm -hmm. um, or vegetarian because she's got, she says, I have these great meatless meatballs. I love all the details, meatless meatballs. I'm going to cook. And she goes, all right, honey, um, we have uh, potatoes. So if we could just peel this, and he stood in this kitchen and he's like, he's not, he's 53 years old, but has never felt his body. Like mm-hmm. he's not in his body. He, he's, he's not even okay with taking his hat off. I mean, yeah, he's not in touch with his body oh. or his self image or anything. Yeah. It's so he's like stiff and, yep. she, and he goes, okay. And um, where's the cutting board? She said, well, I don't know. We don't have a cutting board. Just do it on a, on a plate. Where, where's the peel? I don't have the peeler. And then we get this 
it is like a child. It is like, sorry, it's like Rain Man. It is like Dustin Hoffman going, I need the proper equipment. I need the proper equipment. I need the proper equipment. And she's like, just use a knife. Just get it. And this devolves so quickly. All she's asking to peel a potato and he's getting more. You can see physically his body's getting tight. He's not doing it correctly. He has this knife, which I was waiting for him to stab himself with, this huge knife that he was trying to peel a potato with. And I thought that's going to go right through, right through his um, uh, rib cage in a second. The way he was, he didn't know what he was doing. And then he just, he gets like, he breaks down. And he's like, I can't, I'm, I, without cutting the wall, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then he's got like avoiding eye contact. I remember he, at one point he closes his eyes fully while she's looking at him and goes, without a cutting board, I can't do this. And then has his hands in his pockets and is swallowing. Kate, it was. Yeah. And it goes on. And then she says, come on, you can do it. We, we don't have one. This apartment came furnished. This is what we have. We got to work with what we have here. Here's a carrot. I'm not going to do it without a peeler. And she's like, come on. And she shows him how to do the carrot. And then she gives him and then she goes, now the beat. What about it? Peel it with what? The knife. No, I need a cutting board. I'm not doing it. I'm like, that's the proper equipment, Without the proper equipment. And then she's like, oh, well, thanks a lot for your help, Gino. And he's like, well, enjoy yourself. And he walks away. It was wild. And he tells us, he tells us she, and it's what it's everything you're saying. And then also paired with him wanting to take a stand with everything. Cause remember before yes. he left yes. his family, his family was like, don't let her walk all over yes. you. And he has that in his brain and he's like, she's doing it. She's doing it. She's walking all over me. She's making me do something I don't want to do. Yes. And so he said, he, ta- he puts his foot down and he's like, I don't like her always telling me what to do. It was, yeah, it was interesting. Wimp, And he goes into that bedroom, he opens the bedroom door. And I love, you see the cameraman or whoever was in production, like scurry into the corner because they were in that room. I love the background. So um, he goes in there and then he just is sat in there raging. The kid, I, I think he's someone that's never been heard in his life. He's never had a voice. He's never known himself. He's never commanded a room. He is no, he has, his, his communication skills are, bottom of the barrel he can't speak to people mm-hmm. and then he has this very strong woman and as we know strong women are constantly vilified as um monsters and, and overbearing and all these negative connotations when really she is just a strong woman and he can he can't understand it he's battling himself and then she just breaks down and i got her breaking down because she's frustrated she's tiptoeing around him as much as she is this powerful she's trying to tiptoe around just like i i just don't i want him to give me what i want but jasmine he's never ever 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 going to give you what he wants and the end of this is him coming out and going why are you crying like that she decides in her mind the best thing to do is just suck this all up, let him do what he wants. So she's like, let me put you to bed. So we get the scene where she's like walking to the room with him and she goes, he goes, I'm going to go and put on my sleeping hat. And he comes out with a, a, a cap on and gets into bed fully clothed. And it's like, I'm going to bed now and hides his head in the pillow and she walks off. Yeah. And she tries to compromise. Should we order food in? And he's like, I just, I just had a flight. I'm going to bed. And she's like, okay, go to bed. 
if you get to 53 and you have no idea how to articulate feelings, that is, don't be in a relationship. And don't be in a relationship with a girl from Panama. Let's just say that. Panama. Panama. Guys, all right. I think we we discussed all of that episode, Kate, pretty thoroughly. So that was episode three, Overboard. Next week, we see, we, uh, we're promised, hopefully, again, another person coming in. And a guy, listen, here's the deal. I have a couple of rules in life. One what that I'll never compromise on. One, never trust anyone that only has, that, that has no friends from their childhood or only has friends from high school. That's my whole rule in life. One of my rules that I'll always live by. Two, never always know that the unfunniest person in the room is someone that says, I'm just crazy. I'm so, and everyone tells me how funny I am. Always the unfunniest person in the room. And thirdly, going along with that is someone that says, I'm the person that gets the party started. We meet this guy that's anyone that dresses like Austin Powers at a, at a part, a fancy dress party. No. And it's this guy we see and he's like, oh, I'm kind of the class clown. Get the party started. And he looks like a loser. So anyway, we hope I, I've been pretty harsh this episode. I apologize. I blame the Cab- Cabernet Sauvignon from Trader Joe's. But anyway, um, we'll hopefully see him next week, Kate. Yes. And Cleo. Uh, we've got another Soja Boy situation on our hands. Soja <laughs> Boy! Producer of the music videos on the line. <laughs> so good. So, so, so good. Yes. So we're looking forward to it all, guys. So we're going to love you and leave you. Um, but remember, please remember, you're getting this, and this is Tuesday. Tomorrow we have our um, Wheel of Shame episode out, which we are discussing a show that Kate and I had to pay for um, called Germaphobia, about a man couple of other people but there's a man that puts his wife in a sauna before he has sex with her because he's so scared of germs there's a lot going on so we're going to review that that's out wednesday out friday is our coverage of real housewives of orange county and remember go and sign up we do have our patreon we have our subscriber episodes that you will see in the feed when you go to your itunes or spotify wherever you're listening to your potty right now where kate and i Go on different tangents. We have this for subscribers only. It's only five bucks a month, pennies. And you will get an extra episode from us twice a month where we deep dive into documentaries regarding the paranormal, spooky, missing cases, unsolved murders, UFOs, pop culture. It's wild. So our first episode we were featuring that we did the Anna Nicole Smith documentary on Netflix, which was amazing. We just released another one last week where we were going over the um, insane documentary called The Imposter about a missing boy that ends up in a missing American boy that ends up in Spain three years later. And our next one coming out is we are going to be fully diving into shiny, happy people, which is the documentary about the Duggars from TLC. And the church, well, I didn't want to say church, the cult that they were um, a part of. Kate, I've already watched half of it. I don't know if you have. It's a four-part series. It's insane, dude. I'm starting it tonight. I can't wait. Yeah. So guys, go and sign up for that. Kate, anything else you want to tell our darling listeners? Yes, please find us on social media. We mainly post on our Instagram, which is at Tender Loving Care Podcast. 
you can find in our Linktree link in our bio, a link to anything that you are interested in checking out about us. So go to Instagram and follow us there and tell a friend about the pod. That really helps us. If you have any interesting tidbits about any of the TLC shows, Bravo shows, anything reality TV, send us an email, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any juicy little gossip or anything about the shows. Absolutely. We're always here. We want to hear everything you guys have to say. And we also want to uh, thank our subscribers that have already subscribed to us. You're amazing. And I had another point that I have forgotten. Oh, you know what? Yes, I need to plug my shop. Guys, please also follow. Don't follow us on Instagram at Tender Loving Care Podcast. Then please go over and follow a Brit in the Sun, B R I T in the Sun. It is my completely relaunched shop full of pop culture. I have hats, shirts, t-shirts, amazing amount of merch, tote bags. It's all related to Bravo shows, Real Housewives, TLC, Girl World on YouTube. If you know who I'm talking about, Amberlynn Reed, Foodie Beauty, etc. Um, and um, yes, everything TLC, Bravo, whatever, it's all on there. Go and check it out. Pop culture merch, a Brit in the sun, follow me there. We love you macho. And um, oh, I want to say tschüss to all of our German listeners, because we've got an update that we're like number 33 in Germany in iTunes pod, iTunes um, uh, ranking, like number three in Germany. So uh, danke and uh, tschüss. So (laughs) everyone else, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.